Everybody and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Garrett Smith, and we are old because it is late because we watched a really long movie, and we now did. we're all tired. But we're gonna fucking get it hyped up for you. Dude. We're gonna do this. We're gonna make this count, and we're gonna kick some ass tonight. Are you ready? You're so tired, you didn't even uh, greet everybody. With I'm, I'm bringing uh, them in. Oh, okay. I'm bringing okay, them in. Okay, this okay. is all part of getting the energy oh, right, revved right, 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 up. Right, and okay. so tonight we are talking about a movie that was picked for us by a, a former guest of the show and a filmmaker in his own right. Yes, uh, Mr. Ian Kimball. Beow, 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 beow. Fucking the, the party starts. Yes. Welcome, Ian. Mm. I Get meant this energy. I meant though that you didn't drop a hearty bone tomahawk on everybody at the beginning. Bone tomahawk. There you go. Now we're in. Uh, yeah, welcome back, Ian. I'm fucking so happy to be here. I for- I'm sorry. I'm really miffed that I okay. forgot the bone tomahawk. No, I was like, I'm sorry, guys. That's how tired you are. Yeah. 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 But we're going to turn it around. I'm drinking some water. I think the bone tomahawk came in exactly when it was supposed right to. Oh, thanks, man. You said yeah. my name, and then you said bone tomahawk, and <laughs> right I on. feel honored. Uh, uh, right on. on. This is the next evolution of the show. Now it just kind of drops its way into the show. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, finds okay. its way in there on its own. It I'm needs to be it. earned. I'm into we it. We have to earn a bone tomahawk every episode. It's like we're we're moving it to the middle, like the way that we had all the the bands that were like the Strokes, the Vines, the uh-huh. and then we had the middle the yeah. like Portugal the Man yeah. and Young the Giant. Yeah. We haven't quite got moved the the to the end, so we've moved the Bone Tomahawk to the Portugal the Man. Perfect. Cage w- the Elephant. You just reminded me that I was remember the middle thinking- those. <laughs> remember those bands? I do remember. I remember Poison all those the bands. Well. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> we watched uh, North by Northwest tonight, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. which we'll, we'll talk more about, but I was thinking the whole time we were watching it that there were a lot of pieces of dialogue that sounded like um, like uh, brand new or Taking Back Sunday song titles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I forget, he says something to her at one point where he says, like, uh, oh, I can't remember now. I'm not going to remember, but there were a couple lines where I was just like, this is straight up a Taking Back Sunday song title. <laughs> He's like, girl, you're cute without the E. Yeah, Cut yeah, from yeah. the team. Yeah. <laughs> I do think like all of those song titles are meant to be said with the like mid Atlantic Hollywood uh, yeah. accents oh, yeah. of that era, you know. Yeah. He's uh, what are some good lyrics that he would say too? He'd be like, have another drink, drive yourself home. Yeah. I hope there's ice on all the roads. You can think of me when you forget your seatbelt, and again when your head smashes through the windshield. Exactly. Yeah, you're <laughs> nailing it. <laughs> you're nailing it. <laughs> New character, Cary Grant singing Ebo lyrics. Yes. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's just spoken word. He goes up to spoken and just like speaks like brand new lyrics. And yeah, that's, I'm oh definitely gonna do. I'm gonna look up the quotes from this movie and just do a Twitter thread of them as uh, as emo as, quotes. Yeah, as yeah. emo song titles. You should just do. Yeah, this is dashboard <laughs> dashboard confessional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's wonderful. Yes. Hope dangles from a string like slow spinning <laughs> redemption. <laughs> That one doesn't quite work. That's that's your what hair is everywhere. <laughs> Screaming infidelities, yeah. I tell you. Screaming infidelities. <laughs> Taking it to where? Uh, well, this is the best date I can ever remember. <laughs> breathe in for luck. <laughs> breathe, in so, breathe in so deep. This this air is blessed. You share with me. Sometimes you just gotta let it like this the, is the, the engine keep going. Yeah, this we just it, gotta yeah. keep. Okay, we're yeah. good. I'm tired again. <laughs> Ian, welcome back to the show. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> when was the last time uh, you were here? I don't I even was remember. Here, uh, what was it? April, May, when um, 
What did we, we do? The giveaway was going to premiere at Piff. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah, that what was a we, lot of fun. What did we talk about then? Uh, we talked about how many movie was going to premiere at Piff. Mostly. Mostly. I mean, that's primarily it. Um, yeah. We were. Oh, oh, the movie. What movie did we talk about? Yeah. Um, well, wait. None of us know this. Follows. This is sickening. I don't remember at all. I don't remember. No, I do. Uh, because it was fucking good. Yeah. It the was first one was Gremlins. It Follows. It was. The first one was It Follows. I remember was, that. Uh, was an equally great horror movie that came out this year. Um, came out this year? I believe. Oh. Yeah. I think it was brand new because we didn't watch it before the movie. Did someone oh, say brand watch? new? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I uh, someone well, look it up while we all just make noises <laughs> into the microphones and see if we can Let's find see it. See who can do the best Tim Allen impression. <laughs> oh, Dan's is very Dan good. Wins. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> I remember there was a, an episode of Home Improvement where they did like a flashback to Tim as a as a as a boy, and he like knocked something over, and the little boy went, "Oh no!" and it fucking killed. People <laughs> thought it was hilarious, but what's funny is that like. That, oh, no, like, his whole thing is he's supposed to be, like, caveman man, rawr, you know, like, uh, I am dumb man who like tool. And <laughs> you, I mean, that's, a, that's what his whole, oh, ah, ah, is, is making fun of the primitive uh, uh, inclinations of men. And uh, this was a boy doing it, and that always lost me. I got the answer, and you're all going to be really mad. Do you? I'm actually actively looking, and I don't think oh, I know it's exactly on what iTunes. It is. It, it is the great horror movie from this year. We talked about Us with you. Oh, yeah. Fuck oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Where is it? Why isn't it on? I that don't might be back in April. April 14th. I'm actually 14th. I'm actively looking. Dude, it goes from Sorcerer <laughs> on March 30th to Avengers Endgame on April 28th. I've got it right here in my feed, baby. You must have deleted that one off your feed. Nah, bullshit. I'm on iTunes. Guys, mm. I think we're getting shadow banned by the government because we, we be. watched a conspiracy theory movie. Yeah, the government told me not Fucking to watch crazy. The, or listen to the podcast. Well, though. before we get into Man, uh, us, was great. Uh, us was so great. You want to talk about us for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about us for a little bit. It's going to be on my end of year list. So it's going to get some uh, oh, some so earplay by it's the so end good. of the year. I know it's one of your 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 really big ones for it's this. It's real fucking yeah, good. It is. But you know what though? I was actually I having this to conversation today. I think that 2019 is going to be another 99, 2007, oh, 1984. Yeah. I hard it's agree. It's been great. It's been well, really dude, think, think, like once upon a time in Hollywood and Irishman alone are. <laughs> Enough to like have like the prestige entries, but then there's Midsummer and there's Us and there's now I'm gonna forget everything that I was thinking about doing it. Uh, well, I mean I remember even stuff. saying even even when you look at the big budget stuff, like we get a new Star Wars this year, we get yeah. the end of Avengers this year, we yeah, get yeah. like I mean so much fun thing. I remember we were talking about it in like March or April in our mm-hmm. group text where it was like oh shit like this is a great year like this is gonna be it's a, a really good, good year, year it has for been. Movies. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of good. Did Buster Scruggs come out this year, or was that last Buster year? Buster Scruggs was, was right at the year. end of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll still count that for this year because damn, you that totally was good. could. Oh yeah. yeah, you totally could. Oh, and I was thinking, uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire was another one. Oh, I haven't seen that. that I loved so much. But then there's like all these little things, like Vast of Night, mm-hmm. that you know need that I, I want to talk about. It. It's just it's been such a good year. It's been a good year. It's been a good year. Parasite. Motto. Oh, Par- Parasite. Yeah, Parasite. Fox, and Parasite dude. is like one of the, it's already being heralded as an all-timer. Yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's Parasite so is huge. It's awesome. Uh, they just, didn't they put that thing out on Letterboxd that it eclipsed the Godfather for fiction, for like highest rated fiction I'm not surprised. movie or I would, narrative? Yeah. I would genuinely put Parasite probably in one of my top movies, not of the year. I think one of my top movies. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's like, damn good. It's fucking great, that, and because it's such a perfect marriage of like, uh, con- like contemporary thematic resonance, 
just in a vacuum entertainment and just like clinically good filmmaking. Oh, just yeah. someone who knows oh, how yeah. to fucking use a movie to get a story done. Oh, it's like so. Mwah. That's a buddy of mine went to see it who's like uh likes movies and stuff, but like doesn't see a lot of movies and he like and I was like, Yeah, I don't know if you would like it, but you should check it out. And he like came back from it and he was like, I I haven't seen a movie that good in like years. Yes. He was like that's the first he was like, That's the first movie I've seen for adults in like a very long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, it's a grown up movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh it's just yeah, it's just expert filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's so expert. good. Yeah. It's uh, it's like it literally like feels like you're watching like a dance, you know? It's like yeah. it's so oh, well yeah. choreographed and uh, stuff. It's yeah, it's He reminds me it. that filmmaker reminds me of Guillermo del Toro, not that they're similar in style necessarily, yeah. but where where it's just like no two of their movies look the same, but you will immediately know that it's them making the movie. For sure. You know. It's like I always know when I'm listening to Cake but like I'm not gonna say that every cake song sounds the same. Right. That's well, but it does that make sense? Does <laughs> I'll that take cake it. sense? I buy I'll it. take it. It's it. I'm into it. Let's talk about cake, guys. New podcast. Cake. I like to pastry pastry. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about cake and cake related things. Oh, oh was... I'm in a dream state. But no, Ian, so um what are we permitted to talk about in terms of your current creative endeavor? That's exciting. That's an exciting question. That's um, what I want to ask because I don't yes. want to say because as you said last subject. time you were here, you were premiering. I was premiering uh, Dead Giveaway. So yeah. I will. Uh, I will say this. I'll say some things that I've been excited about that I've been working on that I've been lucky enough to be a part of uh, over the course of the last, I guess, six months since I saw you. Six seven months. Um, just got to do Pizza Man with Movie John. Oh yes, um, this is one of the things I would like wanted to ask you about. I was excited to ask you about because we had Rosalie here just uh, I don't know maybe a, a month week, or two month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, um, uh, talking about you know gearing up to make Pizza Man. Yeah, and I got it. I mean, Pizza Man was a ton of fun. Um, Rosalie and Katie, who who worked on it together. Um, Included me in their team, and I was so happy to be a part of it. And uh, you served as the producer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like, it was as much as I served as a producer. I think that I mean, they they definitely. It was a very big team effort, you know. Collaborative, hundred percent. Yeah. All filmmaking is. Yeah. Well, it was so much fun, you know, because like I got to I got to walk into something that was something I would never think to do, never think to write, never think to be a part of, and. I got to like kind of dive into it and in diving into it, I got to kind of stretch myself a little where it's like, I don't know the, like I would never write pizza man. I could never come right. up with that fucking yeah, yeah. idea, but it was fun to be like, Oh, we should like, what do you think about this here? Or what if we put that there? Or what right. if we like aimed the camera this way and kind of work with Rosalie and Katie on that, who, who come from another spectrum of filmmaking that I do. Yeah. Um, loved working with them on that. Uh, so that, uh, I think so that's shot now, right? That's shot. Yeah, yeah, we shot it uh, a couple weekends ago. Um, it was a really great shoot. Uh, and I will say this: uh, I was adjacent to the to the shoot because Jenna was in was shot for one day. Uh, but I as I understand it, and it so I mean to compliment you as a as a producer capacity, I understand that day one everything went to schedule. Mm-hmm. 
That never happens. <laughs> well, ever, even on day one. So kudos to you, producer. Thank you. I, well, th- well, I mean, to kind of um, shit on my own face. Uh, day two went What's two hours over. <laughs> yeah. Day two never goes. Well, the thing is, anything but two hours over. Here's the truth. The fact that you kept it to yeah. two is there. I'm going to tell you a fun truth is uh, I always make I always make two schedules for every shoot and then I make two schedules for every day of each shoot because I have a problem. Um, But like so so uh, when it came to um, Pizza Man, I scheduled it for three days originally, Mm -hmm. but made a second schedule that was for two days because it's like I know we can do it in this because I have a big rule like I don't like. There's a, I mean, it's it's kind of classic Hollywood style that days all have to be 12 hours long, and sometimes yeah. they turn into 14 hours, and people get fucking tired, and nobody wants to do shit. Nobody wants to do shit. And the movie suffers, too, when the people start phoning it in. Absolutely, because, like, I, anytime, imagine the last time you had to do the same one thing for 14 fucking hours. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You don't want to do it after 10. And then somebody says you have four more hours to go. It's bullshit. I think yeah. about this whenever I hear about those shoots that are like it's constant no good. days like that. Yeah, yeah, it's no good. And it, and it genuinely, to me, it genuinely results in just poor scheduling and poor planning yeah. and poor timing. And so what was fun was I when it came to Pizza Man, like... <laughs> you, have, you have cats on your socks. I do, man. <laughs> <laughs> When it came to Pizza Man and like and everything else I've done, I mean, even when I did Dead Giveaway earlier this year, like I Dead Giveaway, the longest day we had was like ten hours. Mm-hmm. And that was the longest. We had two days in there that were under six. Yeah. And like with Pizza Man, it was one of those things where it was like, all right, everybody expects to be here for twelve hours. First day I'm going to do an eight. Second day I plan to do a nine. And I think we got out in like ten and a half the second day. Nice. But even still, I was like, yeah. all right, ten and a half. Everybody got meals. Uh, like it, it's still cut out. Also, so. you're doing the smart mm. thing of setting uh, an expectation that you know is actually uh, much larger than you're going to. Right? Like you're yeah. you're telling people it's going to be twelve, and then getting them out at eight, getting them out right. at ten, getting them out at you know. That's and that boosts morale for yeah. the next day. Yeah. Anytime that that any job I've ever worked, they're like you can go home early. I'd be like, I'm going to work twice as hard tomorrow. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. I mean, I, I try. Home. You know, and that's because I get it. Like I. I was an actor before I was a director or anything. And, and like, I get, and even beyond actors, like the poor fucking boom guy who holds, has yeah. to hold up a, a 20 pound thing over his nightmare head all day long. Yeah. Like give the guy a break, yeah. you know? So I wonder if rotator cuff issues are a thing in the boom industry. It was actually presented before Congress. Recently. Was it really? No, I don't okay. fucking know. <laughs> Wouldn't say, that be wild? Might, no, that would be, you, that was a very convincing <laughs> thing. You were an actor before you got into this. <laughs> wow. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm going to go out for uh, Al Borland. I'm just going to make as many <laughs> tool man jokes as I can. <laughs> uh, but no, Sorry, so I got to work on to Pizza Man. Other than that, um, I, I this year finished uh, my next feature script, which I'm very excited about. Dan, you read it. I did read it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I'm really thrilled about it. I submitted it to the uh, set in Philadelphia screenwriting competition. Oh, I yeah. found out that uh, I am not a finalist two days <laughs> ago. Um and that's fine. Yeah. Well, what what are they gonna give you? I'm actually gonna make it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Um. Good luck to the finalists. <laughs> <laughs> shade. A little shade. No, that was a, that was a really good script. Has it changed since it? I read it? Not much. Okay. I mean, I I actually I took definitely I took like your advice and mm. a few other people that I gave it to and kind of modified it and and but my focus has been elsewhere. Other than that, um, I wrote uh. 
I started working with a local actress who is going from theater and into film. Uh, her name is Katie Miller. We wrote um, an eight episode like web series together, mm. uh, which I'm I'm really excited. It's a lot of fun. Do you um, sleep? Sleep? No, yeah. I try. <laughs> I try. Because you're listing all these things off, and I was like, I made a sandwich the other day, <laughs> and I felt so good about myself because it was like crisp and tender. Well, that's what I was saying. But like, I was shit, saying man, that was it. That tapped me before before you got here. I was saying to him, I was like, man, I feel bummed because like I don't get to see movies. Like I didn't get to go to any of the film fest this year. Yeah. And like, and we, you guys know, because we're on the same group chat. I always yeah. feel bad because you guys are like, saw this, and I'm like, I gotta wait like three weeks <laughs> yeah. before I can find like a Saturday morning. But no, I just I've been I've been working hard. Most importantly, um, and this is what I know you were alluding to. <laughs> uh, movie, movie exclusive. Yeah, I'm really I'm really genuinely thrilled. Um, I have started working with a uh, couple of companies, uh, Dynasty Productions and L Ride Productions, uh, and I am remaking. Fucking for the last time, <laughs> <laughs> I'm remaking Dead Giveaway. Uh-huh. You must be so excited about telling this story. I, <laughs> I you know, it's, uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, You're kind moving of, up a little well, bit. the thing is, and like, and you guys know, and it's kind of fun to to get out. And Technically, know that if anybody up. has actually been listening to our show for any, like, significant amount of time, they also know, because you were here to talk about it when you made it the first time, you were here to talk about it when you made it the second time, yeah. and you're back here to talk about it yeah. when you made it the and third I did, time. Yeah, and I did sort of... Um, uh, spill the beans a little bit on. Why'd you spill your beans? I was so happy. <laughs> so happy. Why'd you spill your beans? Um, That's one of the emojis in the lighthouse emoji pack. Is a can of beans tipped over <laughs> with beans. That's great. But uh, no, I got to spill my beans a little on um, on uh, shame files when I did that, which was a lot of fun. We did um, king comedy. Oh, yes. So much fun, dude! And I, I love, love those movie. too. They're the best. Um, but I kind of, I kind of was like, yeah, like I think this is the direction life is going in. But no, yeah. So for the last eight months, and it's exciting to to be telling you guys because, like, we're in the group chat, and I get to kind of like tell you little things before other people know, uh, because you just get it. But no, I'm remaking Dead Giveaway uh, for a very, 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 very shockingly significant budget. <laughs> Um, that I'm still figuring out how to yeah. deal with. Uh, it's being shot. Um, we're shooting in Georgia. Um, and Get those tax credits, baby. Man, they're nice. Yeah. Georgia is a lovely state. And uh, if anybody from Pennsylvania is listening, then the Commonwealth should sure catch up because it would bring a lot of good business and a lot of good people to the state. You um, would certainly be making your movie here. If, I would. If it 100%. were possible to make it here. I genuinely fought. Yeah. I genuinely, yeah. truly did my best to shoot it in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't have that kind of clout yep. yet. So, And it doesn't make sense to at the moment. No, at the moment, it doesn't. Yeah. And ideally, one day I can. But Yeah, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. I know um, that's like a big thing that they're trying to push for again. Absolutely. And they yeah. fucking should. Yeah. They absolutely should. Yeah. I mean, it's... Or, it's, I mean, like, I guess the greater film organization, or whatever it's called, is, like, pushing for that again, I think. Yeah, the GPFO, which are lovely people, they're pushing for it, but also um, the state. There's a mm-hmm. state film group that really, really fights hard, and they go to Harrisburg, and they really do their best. Yeah. Um, and so I understand it, and I'm pulling for it, Yeah. and I'm hoping that it works out, and they, they raise the limit and everything, but... 
as of right now, like I don't have the kind of pull where I can be like, hey, guess what? Like we need extra money to shoot in Philly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You're gonna hey, give it to me. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, no, yeah. you can eat yeah. shit. Um, but no, uh, looking to shoot uh, February, March, um, and just before Dan, before you got here, I was sitting in that exact spot on the couch where you are. And I uh, had a really nice phone call with the production team that I'm working with and got to make an offer to our first actress. And I will cool. not say her name. Nope. Um, but I am I am beyond thrilled. I think she's she's somebody that it would be it would be a, an honor and a blast to work with. Yeah, dude. Having heard who you said it was and seen uh, both other iterations of Dead Giveaway, it's a great choice. Yeah. It's very exciting. Thank yeah. you. And, you know, however this uh, ends up, it's very exciting that you're going to uh, get to do it. And Yeah, uh, I yeah. mean, it's been... You're making a thing happen that doesn't exist. Yeah. I'm really lucky. And, like, I... Technically exists twice already. Yeah, I mean, but this, yeah. this new way... <laughs> a lot of like it nothing exists. you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> but what's cool... So, like, I had to... Uh, I remember... So, this is fun. Um, when I was on the podcast last time, uh, and also at the screening, I remember you guys were like, hey... What's it like to turn a half hour movie into like an hour long movie? Because it went from it went from like twenty five minutes to an hour seven. Yeah, and I gave the cut to this product, like the first team that I started working with, um, and the script and everything. And they were like, "That's great. You're gonna make it longer, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah sure." <laughs> I, I had to back do that. Right now. Well, yeah, yeah. And so, like, how much more did they want? Uh, I added. So what I did was I actually. Um, because I wrote it so long ago. Like, yeah. at this yeah. point, it's going to be th- three years since right. I shot it. Yeah. Um, in, in February. And so it was just, I wrote it so long ago that, like, I've, I've gotten better since then. Yeah. Mm. So I went back to the script, and the first thing I did was I just, like, destroyed a lot of shit. Like, the, like the just when I got overly descriptive and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, um... After that, overall, I added like a solid, like a solid maybe fifteen pages. Nice. But the fun thing is, the fifteen pages are all at the end. Oh. So cool. like everything that like you got because you know you've seen it, like there won't be anything really that happens early that you guys see that you'll be like, this is different. Mm-hmm. But then it'll come to a point. When like <laughs> like something will just be immediately different, and you'll go, "Oh shit!" Nice. Uh-huh. And it's Scorpion just gonna King take you shows up. I yeah. know it. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. I'm so excited. So the Rock is the person we made the <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, he's gonna play Jill. Um, yeah. He's he's playing the the he's playing the kid they kidnap and, <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. spend it's, the movie beating up. Yeah, he's just yeah. the skateboarder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going on, guys? <laughs> yeah, I literally couldn't afford that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, no, I don't think I could save up all of my money ever for the rest of my life. Yeah, no. and afford that from the Rock. That's a lot. He, what um, does he cost? He costs a lot. A fucking lot. He's dude. like he's the yeah. highest paid actor in the world. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe mean, that. I definitely believe he that. He costs whatever it costs to move a mobile gym with a man <laughs> yeah. and then get him to act in your movie. Yeah. In his biography, he had a phrase that always stuck with me. I didn't read it, but somebody told me about it. Yeah. But it always stuck with me, and I think it's a good piece of advice. And uh, I think now it also doubles as what he charges. And the phrase was, 
all it takes is all you got. <laughs> I feel like that. Uh, yeah, that probably has a broader meaning in terms yeah. of his accounting. Yeah. Oh man, really? It just meant like, what does it take to be the Rock? It takes everything you got. Go for it. You know, which I love. I think that's a, a wonderful sentiment. But mm-hmm. yeah. but he also means how much money do you have? Yeah, yeah how much? Yeah, because I want does it. Cost yeah. all it takes. <laughs> Oh, you got Because that's the thing about moving his mobile gym. Like, he has a private jet to move him. <laughs> and then he has another one. Yeah. To yeah. move oh, for his, his gym. gym around. Yeah. That's insane. Is that true? Yeah. Man, his carbon footprint's probably as big as his footprint. <laughs> it's huge. He's a big man. He's a yeah. big man. Yeah. He I think he's, like, scary big in a way where I he's got to be juicing. Right? Doesn't he? At, I feel like he's such well, a he's clean guy, though. he's 50 years old, man. You can't... Like, like, in all due respect to The Rock, like, you can't... Oh, I don't, I don't mean this in a way that's disparaging. You can't... He just seems impossibly no big. Human, yeah. No human can look like that without a little bit of chemical... Substance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, without some help. Yeah, yeah. It but I mean, like, if he's supplementing and things like that, whatever. But like, I feel like he's like got something in him that's like demon blood. Like, there's just something <laughs> oh, like yeah. real, yeah. and not not that he's a demon, but just like there's something in him that it's like not good. Yeah, he's yeah. Too, like I, I like know. that we're tired and fucked up enough that we're covering ourselves on our own. His jokes. head is we're like, like we like the rock, we and like... there's no muscles on the head, but his actual head is bigger. And I I don't know anything about chemicals, but whatever chemical makes your head actually grow exponentially and evenly in size it's weird it's yeah, very dude, weird to me yeah, I don't but know. the thing is he's got he's got Dwayne the rock johnson money That's he, true. he doesn't have like baseball player money. but like I, how do i apply money to get my head to just actually physically become a bigger head like i can lift weights for the rest of my life and my head money. is not going to change <laughs> but his head has tripled in size at least you don't know what since. kind of exercises he's doing in that mobile gym man. that's true i don't know what what it, if he's got a, a head thing uh, but maybe there's a I way i don't know maybe there's a way to do like crunches with only your neck that like makes your head <laughs> he pro- bigger <laughs> there's probably a machine that he straps his head into it's like sideways and he just and then he just lifts his body yeah, you know exactly. and his head is the yeah. anchor it's like damn he's good and his body weighs what 350,000 pounds, something yeah, like yeah, that. It's, it's got to be. You know those, uh, you know, in, you like know in Looney Tunes big. cartoons, there's those weights that just say like 1,000 on them yeah, and yeah, it's just yeah. like a big piece of steel. He has one of those and it just has a hole for his head in it and he just puts yeah. his head inside of it just and just hurt. rocks it back and forth. Yep. Yeah. Punk. Punk. He's like, this is why they call me the rock because I got to rock my head back and forth and get it all big. He has like a field where he has a giant weight and he <laughs> throws it in the air and then he runs to the other end of the field and catches the weight that he threw <laughs> and he just does that back and forth all day and that's oh, how the rock right. gets ready for yeah. the rundown two or whatever yeah, he's yeah, making fucking jumanji. I don't know. jumanji two manji yeah. although this is like four manji because there was jumanji Z- zathora jumanji with kevin right, hart right, right. and then i've yet to this? watch zathora I it's, can't. it's fucking john good favreau, it's john favreau right? yeah i know an early I case too haven't yeah i just haven't. dax shepherd shows up mm-hmm. we all love some dax some ds oh yeah Mm, that's my initials, haha. <laughs> okay, so uh, when we invited you on the show today, we said, Ian, pick a movie yeah. for us to watch. And we had some back and forth and about it. The best. Yeah, so movies. we ultimately landed on North by Northwest by Sir Alfred Hitchcock. Is he a sir? Yes, he is. He's up there with Elton John. Mm-hmm. And uh, is Phil Collins in there? I, I don't know. Paul McCartney. I fucking hope that, yeah. Collins isn't in there. Fucking yeah, he doesn't. He, fucking nerd. Yeah, he's just uh, what? Is, he's got an invisible touch. Sure, great. Yeah. Okay. No good. Yeah, move on. You you divorced your wife through a fax. 
<laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh shit. That's an absolute truth. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. You divorce your wife through a fax. That's which like I the, guess is sort of an invisible touch. That's like the eighties text. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, He's he broke like, up I'm with out. her through text, but through fax. So there's just like a tangible <laughs> copy that she can be like, <laughs> Philip. Man. <laughs> she had to watch it spell itself out to her. That's like an that's like an insult. I love it. <laughs> that's also an insult that gets more insulting the longer time marches yeah. on. You know? <laughs> It's like as she reflects back on this, you fucking faxed me the divorce. At the same time, yeah. though, if I was head over heels for somebody and then they faxed me a divorce, as soon as I got it, I'd be like, I do not want to be married to this fucking bitch. <laughs> you just proved that this is the best idea. Thank yeah. you. I Thank you for doing that, you fucking idiot. I would go to court just so she could state her case and yeah. I could go, Judge, what the fuck is a fax? Yeah. 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 And crumble it up and be like, yeah. "What if he like missed? bought her the fax machine?" She's like, "Why did you send me this?" Like, yeah. eat, eat, yeah. eat, eat. Oh God! You're right. That then, uh, right. as soon as it started, she probably started signing it before it was even out of the fax machine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nope. I'm through. Done. Like, Will done. you sign those for me? She's like, "They're oh. in the mail. They have yeah, been yeah, in the yeah. mail. Uh, you need to die." Yeah. Um, but no, I yeah, North by Northwest, Sir Alfred Hitchcock. I'm. A big fan. I'm a big Hitchcock fan. I love Hitchcock movies. Yes, um, me too. And uh, specifically, this is my absolute favorite one. This is of the ones I've seen. This is definitely my tops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it came at a really great time in his career. I mean, '59. You're. I, he had because the guy made so many fucking. Is Psycho movies. right after this? Psycho's right after. Right? It's a yeah. year after. But the thing is, like, from '58 to '60. He made like seven or eight movies. Like he was like were, extremely prolific. Yeah, he was like a like Yui Bowl. Career, yeah, absolutely. But they just were nobody on them nobody out. on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's the unfortunate uh, thing is uh, that it's like accurate. You know, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah like, exactly. It's like, yeah. I just accepted that. Yeah. <laughs> Bowl Truffaut. Yeah. <laughs> we recontextualized Yui Bowl to the modern era. But uh, no, I I just think it's a brilliant movie, and um, because when we when we talked, I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spill some dead giveaway rumors on you guys. Uh, it was fun to think of like another mistaken identity movie mm. because that's pretty much like, uh, like, like yeah. you know, with this being my favorite Hitchcock and Hitchcock being one of my favorite directors, it's easy to see how like I would make a mistaken identity movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. like easy. Like I love it. I love it. I just love watching some fucking person stuck in bullshit they can't get oh, out yeah. of. Yeah. that they didn't even get themselves into. Especially if they're like a fool of some kind, right? Exactly. Like to put a foolish person in the midst of like a quote unquote like conspiracy that's bigger than they are is mm-hmm. like kind of I don't know. It's like a recipe for like great comedy. There's there's usually. a different permutation. Well, that's exactly that is. There's different permutations of how you can do it based on. What angle, like what the the person who's getting drawn into this, right? Uh, what angle they're taking with it, yeah. Whereas in this, Cary Grant is, you know, curious and indignant to have been disrupted <laughs> yes. and keeps, keeps, <laughs> di- you know, like that. <laughs> those two emotions meet and he digs deeper. Yeah. But then there's something. Uh, I guess you know we we compared it to Burn After Reading. Yes. Yeah. And each one of those characters has a different reason for being embroiled in the mystery. Yes. You know, there's and it can be played different ways. Uh, and then there's something like. Uh, there, uh, not there will be blood. Sorry, uh, no country for old men, mm-hmm. where Josh Brolin gets embroiled out of pure greed. A lot, lot you of know? Coen brothers. Uh, oh yeah, in in, oh, in yeah. these sort of I never, like mistaken identity. I, things. I never minimal... made that connection until uh, watching this tonight. No, it, this is so burn after reading. Yeah, because yeah. I love the Coens, but I have a very minimal knowledge of Hitchcock. I've never seen North by Northwest before today, uh, and uh, 
Welcome yeah. to the Coen Brothers. It's fucking. <sighs> Did you love it? You're oh, the... I loved it. It was like perfect. Yeah, I, you're the only because Garrett. I very know you fun love to it. watch. I love this movie. This was like uh, I saw this. Uh, like right after college, I had a buddy that when I was like unemployed, you know, like right out of college and didn't have a job yet, we just got together and watched movies every day. Mm. And he just had like a hard drive full of like all of his favorite stuff. And I hadn't seen like any of it. And so he That's just so like cool. flooded me with all of these good movies over the course of like a few months. And this is one of them. And it was nice. like, this was like, and this is one of the standout ones from that period too, where it's like, I saw a lot of good shit through him. And this was like one of the best things he showed me. I love this movie. I saw this for the first time when I was a teenager. Um, because uh, admittedly so I had like a phase where I grew up loving like I think everybody else our age I grew up loving you know Back to the Future and Indiana Jones and yeah, Star yeah. Wars and, mm. and I, like that was that was just my shit and then there was just a point right around when I hit like mid-teens maybe 14, 15 because my sister was a few years older than me and a lot cooler than me and she, she would kind of slip shit to me and so like right in that and there, there was, there had to be like a year long period of my teenage years where she was giving me, uh, like Pulp Fiction, or Reservoir Dogs, mm. Clerks, Pie, yeah. you know, oh man, that, like she's giving, she give gave me somebody. fucking Doom Generation, like shit, like that. Yeah, where I went from like movies have to be this giant spectacle to like movies can be something different. Yeah, yeah, and then I, uh. I was a very uncool kid, and so mm -hmm. I was like, well, I like movies, and I seem to like them. Like, I seem to know shit before my friends know shit, because my older sister was, like, feeding me mm -hmm. cool oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, And so I was like, oh, this, 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 this. And so I was like, all right, well, I have to watch cool movies. And so I watched, uh, I got into, I watched Psycho for the first time on my parents' recommendation, and was like, well, I need to know more about Hitchcock than Psycho. And so the second Hitchcock movie I saw was North by Northwest. Nice. And it was weird because, like, Psycho was cool because it was cool. And, like, mm -hmm. Reservoir Dogs is cool because it's cool. And I remember watching North by Northwest, and it's one of the first old movies I watched that wasn't, like, Wizard of Oz, which we all watched when we were little mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. And I watched this old movie and was suddenly like, wait a minute. And it was, it was neat because it was one of the first movies I remember seeing that I knew was too smart for me when I was watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just this moment where I was like, I don't think I'm good enough for this yet. And so like fast forward a few years, I was probably like 20, 21, and I was living in New York and going to film school. <coughs> and this kid there was like, I just got this like box set from CVS, like type <laughs> fucking eight DVDs of Hitchcock movies. Fucking, do you want to watch one? <laughs> North by Northwest was in there. I was like, yo, throw that on. And... Ever since I watched it the second time, it's been one of my easily one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Yeah, nice. I fucking I can't wait to watch it again. It's it was so watchable. Oh, it's so good. I have a uh, somewhere somewhere I have one of those like big clamshell VHSs of this. Oh yeah, and um, because way back in the day, I was talking movies with who was it? Da Dave Rector. If you're if you're listening to this somehow, hey. <laughs> And Dave Rector's dad was, like, the craziest looking dude I've ever seen. He was just, like, a dude that was just crazy. But, like, he was a nice guy, but he was just very, very weird and, like, an oppressive presence. But he'd always come over and, like, shoot the shit with us and stuff and whatever. And he heard us talking movies. He was like, ah, have you ever heard of North by Northwest? It's like, oh, I've actually never seen that. Yeah. And then he just, like, went into the basement for a while and came back with that. He was like, I got, like, ten of these. You can have it. <laughs> so I had it. But, like... 
We had moved beyond VCRs at that point, so I've just never seen it until tonight. That's amazing. But thanks, Dave Rector's dad, for giving me one of your many copies of Clamshell North by Northwest. Like, it looked like it used to be in rotation at a library. Right, right, It had, like, that kind of a thing. So I have that, but I never got to watch it. Until tonight. Until tonight. Yeah. Little do you know that Mr. Richter is famous for being the greatest library thief of all time. He might be. He owes. Although I can't picture him in a library not knocking everything over. But he did, and that's his. He was like the sticky bandits, (laughs) except he was he was the clumsy borrower. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a thriller that I want to make is the the borrower, and it's like you know he robs places and then they like chase him forever, and then one day it's just back. And so then they just have to drop like, it because fuck. he gave it back. Yeah. Like, he stole, you know, $150 million from no, the bank. Was yeah. anyone hurt? No. Well, we got to follow the money. And then, like, the next Tuesday, they're like, uh, boss, so we followed the money. It's in the bank. Yeah. It's <laughs> back. What happened? He put it back. I don't yeah. know. And the, book's, back. the book's here. The borrower. Yeah, yeah like, the, the books are back. <laughs> they did weird. it in time. I mean, it didn't get stamped or anything, but it's, it's you know, no harm, no foul. How you know? did we get here? <laughs> the borrower. The borrower. Because he was because bar- He's a... Uh, Dave Rector's dad borrowed <laughs> Northwest North and never gave it back. This was a really cool movie, though. I think that it's interesting that you said Wizard of Oz because that mm. was like the first old movie I saw as a kid, and it became like real estate in the the cultural battle between me and my sister because <laughs> well, she loved much, it, and because we were at odds with one another all the time. I like hated it, but that's a remarkable film. I yeah. think it's incredible. Oh, it's perfect, but well, it it's very set much a bias in my head. Yes, yeah, it set a bias in my head of old movies are cheesy. Sure, yeah. And even though that is never the case, even with things like North by Northwest, I go, what concessions do I have to make towards it on account of it being older and just a little bit behind? And like, nope, didn't None. have to. Yeah. It just works. Yep. It's like, well, and also this is one of those movies that like, I, one of the things I love about it is that I, when I think about it, I think about like the finale a lot. I think about like the scene in the house because that's like such a distinctive setting. And that whole thing is like so Hitchcocky where he's constantly giving you these like big wide angles to give you all the geography and then sort of like placing people in different places around that geography and doing mm. this little like chess game of who can see what and knows what about who, you know. Um, and then obviously the finale when you get to Mount Rushmore and just the incredible kind of filmmaking of them crawling around on Mount Rushmore and stuff. But then. When you well, every time I watch it, because I this is probably like the third time I've seen it, it like I what I forget is that it's like this really funny movie where like Cary Grant is this like really hilarious asshole, you know, mm-hmm. that is like very fun to spend a movie with. He's like kind of fast talking, but in a way where you're like, dude, you're you're fucking annoying. He's like, a salesman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he works yeah. in sales, but yeah. that's what I love about him is because he's a salesman, he's constantly selling himself in some type of way. Right. But like you said, he's so self-absorbed. Yes. That's the sense that he's selling himself. But yeah. by the end of the movie, I don't really know him right, that well. Right. I don't know whether he's good. I don't know whether he's bad. I only know to root for him because he's the surrogate. He seems very slippery, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. he's he he could be as slimy as any of these people that he's like ultimately I, caught up evidently, with. Evidently though, he is. I right. mean he got away from you know, looking like he stabbed a guy. We right. don't know how. Right. He just yeah. is in the next setting. Yeah. But it works because it is true to the character. Yeah, yeah. He's I just he's like so funny in this, I think. He's so funny. And I really like the idea of him being this like, you know, big star at the time and then stars in this Hitchcock movie where like kind of the idea of his character is that he is like a little bit of a numbskull. Like mm. most of this movie wouldn't happen if he just stopped fucking telling people he he's was not this as guy. Cool as he thinks he is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. He's like a he's like foolish and has no idea, you mm. know? 
Um, and I really like that. I think that's like really fun and funny to watch him play. You know who he kind of is? He kind of like this is a whole movie devoted to Bill Paxton's character in True Lies. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Where he just totally. like dips Simon. in and thinks he's being a spy, and then yeah. they're like, "You want to be a fucking spy? Let's see what yeah. you know." Sees the big world and realizes it's yes, fun. yeah. Good pick. Thank yeah. you. I like the Mr. Bean rules. references we were making. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, when he was drunk driving. Oh god, yeah. There's that amazing scene in the beginning of the movie where he has to. What a great physical performance! Though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so Mr. good. Mr. Bean made an entire career off of that eight-minute scene. Yes. Off of uh, what if this guy were sober? Yeah, like he exactly. Exa- acted exactly like this, but that's him sober. Absolutely, you know? yeah. that's actually a really clever assassination attempt. Yeah, that's something that yeah. that blew my mind. Like, why doesn't that happen all the time? Isn't oh, that like the best way to kill cars somebody? Cars are too safe anymore. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, true. Yeah, people live through car accidents now. Yeah, they're very. That's true. Cars <laughs> back then were nightmares. They're oh, just yeah, explosions. Dude. Yeah. No, so holy shit. Oh, never mind. That's a story for another time. <laughs> no, please. You got to uh, go. Get to it. <laughs> so, you, so you lit up when you started the story. So me and Ryber, Ryan Silverstein have gotten yes. super. This is just a car accident story. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's hear <laughs> so, it. Me and Ryan Silverstein uh, from 76 and um, Shame Files. We got into Formula One this year, and so yeah. like we we've been going back and forth. So he came over my house nice. last weekend, and we watched the race in Brazil because oh, right uh, yeah, Brazil. And it's one of the last two races of the year. That's so funny. I don't picture either of you as a Formula One. Dude, fan. it's so much fun. Him and Joe came over. We had brunch. It was lovely. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, and that's what I, when I I watched it over their place when I recorded. But anyway, um, so. so uh, we're constantly going back and forth. Like, yo, did you see this documentary that like nobody's ever seen? That's about fucking Ferraris, and I'm like, no. And so, so I found one that's about Ferraris, and I told him about it, and I hadn't seen it yet, and I was like, I'm gonna watch this, and then I immediately felt bad because the first scene is about this car race in 1957, which this movie's 59. Yeah, and it's these Ferraris, and they're racing around, and they're all, and apparently the guy Ferrari was a real dickhead, but anyway, the one Ferrari. Bounces off this other Ferrari, flies a hundred yards in the air, lands on its belly on a fucking like a barrier concrete wall that's like four feet tall. Yeah. Fucking explodes. <laughs> Just fucking explodes. The front axle, because the crowd, it wasn't like now where there's a fucking 40 yeah, foot yeah, fence yeah. and like the crowd's a thousand feet away. The crowd's like behind this concrete <laughs> barrier. And the front axle fucking goes just blasting through the crowd. Kills 80 people. Like ghost ship. What? 80 fucking people. And another 100 are injured. They fucking pause the cars, push the bodies out of the way, and then continue the fucking (laughs) race. That's because Formula One is like rich people. Like rich people people, Dude, that's what people were like in 57. (laughs) They were like... Brush it off, pussy. Get the <laughs> fuck out of the way. We got a race. That's incredible. It was amazing. Did you it's see Ford Fer- Ford v Ferrari yet? Not yet. I think you'll enjoy it. Dimes, it's it's quite a lot Pretty of fun. Good, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I feel like it's I'm good. getting into dad territory where I'm ready. It's to... such a dad movie, but you know what though? It's it's like a, just a well made grown up movie. It's you'll love it. Yeah, I can't wait. I it's can't so wait. much fun. Uh, but yeah, no. So cars, people fucking died in cars in the fifties. Dumbfounded, <laughs> picturing you, yep. Ryan, and Jill watching Formula One together. I it just, was, I don't see it, and it's awesome. Dude, come over next time. We're gonna actually do a whole podcast next year. He and I Ooh. on Formula One. Yeah, I love it. I'm doing a whole Formula One podcast. That's, That's so, good. so fucking funny. Oh man, it. amazing. You're gonna. It's the best sport because it happens at 9 a.m. on Sundays. Yeah, and there's a flyover. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Yeah, just nothing do, yeah. else happens. I'm usually watching Godzilla movies at that time. Oh, sick. oh nice, yeah. nice. What's your number one Godzilla movie? I really like Godzilla versus Destroya. 
Ooh. which is like from the early 2000s. Uh, and it's one where they do like a aliens riff. The like the villain at one point is like a bunch of little villains. And so oh, it's nice. like and they straight up do like a chest bursting thing. They do like nice. a, it's got like a little monster mouth inside of its bigger monster oh, mouth. Fun. Uh, but then by the end of it, it's got red nuclear Godzilla, which is like my favorite thing ever. He, he goes nuclear in that movie and uh, turns red. And it's Godzilla awesome. versus Mechagodzilla is still my favorite. I really like Mechagodzilla. The design of Mechagodzilla is always the coolest fucking thing in the it's world. A it's, just, it's just Dragonzord from, yeah. from yeah. Uh, uh, Green Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love but it. I, uh, I'm not. I'm obviously not the Godzilla expert that you are. I've not, so. I mean, I'm no expert. I've only seen oh, 22 or three Godzilla movies. How many are there? Uh, I believe there are currently. Depending on what, depending on which ones you're considering, some within it, I think there's 36, okay. 38. Something if we like consider that. all of the ones yeah. that are potentially under consideration, how uh, many? I, I think it's like I think it's like 38. Something like there. that. You're close, so we're man. pushing yeah. forty movies. Dude, Something you're like gonna, that. You're gonna. See well, them but all. that's like including like weird stuff, like that Cozilla thing that I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Which is like that's debatable whether that's like you know, and, and even like Godzilla versus King of the Mon. Like uh, I don't mean the recent movie, but like Godzilla yeah, yeah. the fifty four versus the American fifty four, which is called King of the. Mon- it's like is that is, two Godzilla is movies? Meets Godzilla that- under there, right? I don't know, yeah. but I have seen that multiple times. Okay, right. I love on. that movie. Yeah, that only takes like is eight seconds. Yeah. Bambi meets Godzilla. It's just an animated short. No, 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 no. I meant the American Godzilla. I, I didn't oh, even know that it existed. There's a yeah. There's a version of the '54 Godzilla that's called Godzilla King of the Monsters. That was like the American version, and they like hired an American actor and like shot extra scenes that have like they ba- they sort of like restructured the movie like Shit. for American audiences around Raymond Burr's the the actor. That's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, but it's like so. Is that like is that two Godzilla movies or is yeah, that yeah. one Godzilla? I don't know. You know. Yeah. And do you have a favorite uh, giant monster? Or a favorite monster in general? Because I would say Godzilla is your favorite monster. For sure. Yeah, do you have a favorite a monster? favorite monster? I mean, I guess my favorite monster movie would be The Thing. So I yeah. like that that monster. So the Thing is your favorite monster? Yeah, I would say The Thing is my favorite monster. That's cool. Yeah, Mine's I'm into that. easily uh, Frankenstein's monster. Oh, uh, right oh, on. Sure. I'm also pretty big on Brundlefly. Oh, Brundlefly is yeah, really okay. good. Brundlefly is up there. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, Jason's probably my number two monster. I told, yeah, he's a monster. I think yeah. he counts. I think I told you. No, I don't think Jason counts as a monster. He's a movie monster, man. Do you think so? I think yeah. by the time you hit Jason X, Myers he becomes a monster. Movie monster. I think so. Well, I, I guess it is debatable whether we're talking about slashers versus yeah, monsters. I think we're thinking but... things in terms of like creatures, like yeah. not humanoid, yeah. but. Yeah. Even so, like, I think Jason actually Jason crosses X? over into that territory. Monster. Jason X yeah. is a monster. Yeah. Monster. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know. I feel like Frankenstein's monster and Jason are like not too dissimilar ultimately. I get the difference, but yeah. you know. Because then what happens when you talk about like the villain and it follows? Like, what is that? Is that just like a paranormal it's yeah, an entity. villain or an entity? Yeah. Mon- entity. Like, entity. What is that not? I always monster? just call it the follower. Mm. Yeah. See, but that's not a movie that's interested in telling a story about the monster. That's a movie that's interested in talking about the reaction to the presence of the monster, mm. at least in my read of it. Because we we don't meet the follower. We don't get like a, you know, the follower is more of a conceptual follower mm-hmm. made tangible by that movie. But speaking of monsters, you know who's a beast? <laughs> <laughs> Cary Grant. I knew this is where this is going. <laughs> 
when I uh, went to London a little while back yes. at the BFI, they had a Cary Grant retrospective, and because uh, I was in London by myself, well, and because I was in London by myself with nothing to do but just wander. When I travel, I I like to just put on headphones and walk around for hours. Yeah. And when I found the BFI, I was like, oh, I should see some shit over the course of the week, and they just only had Cary Grant stuff and that documentary Apollo Eleven. So I saw that too. Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> but I saw. Uh, His Girl Friday and Suspicion, which was a, another Hitchcock. Yeah, and um, good picks. I, before that, I never really had a sense of who Cary Grant was. Mm-hmm. I knew that he existed, but like I, I know Cary Elwes. I don't know <laughs> Cary Grant. And um, yeah, uh, I like and so, the idea that they exist in a universe of Carries. Yes, that's what yeah. we have to compare them to and contrast. Cary Mulligan. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you gotta have all those. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, the girl from uh, MythBusters, uh-huh. Carrie Byron. Uh, Carrie, the superpowered uh, menstruating yeah, lady. Yeah, Carrie White. Carrie White, and uh, yeah, Carrie on my wayward son. Uh, great song by Kansas. Uh, is that Kansas? I don't know. Great mm-hmm. state, Kansas, Kansas City, mm-hmm. Kansas City, Missouri. Okay, and free so, shape back. Yeah, I, yeah. I should get back. Yeah. To but no, so I had never had a sense of who Carrie Grant was. Yeah, and uh, so it was interesting to see him in both a comedy and mm-hmm. in a thriller. Suspicion's not the most thrilling thriller. It's sure. pretty dated and yeah. it's like marred by the Hayes Code pretty heavily. Yeah, and uh, but it was interesting to just get a sense for this for this guy. So it was good to see a magnum opus performance with him, spending yeah. two and a half hours with him, as opposed to those movies were each maybe ninety minutes. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, spending two and a half hours with him and seeing him do the breadth of comedy and drama was very interesting and you brought up that he is Clooney he's totally Clooney and yeah when I was trying to describe the way that you know what I learned about him seeing those movies uh and in trying to get a sense of Cary Grant that that's the best way to put it I never would have thought of it that way it's he is Clooney he is and it, because he's like he's got that kind of you 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 could imagine him being a a great um just straight romantic lead, like mm. you know, just good-looking silver fox type thing. Like in one fine day, right? With but Michelle he's, Pfeiffer, he's also like a fucking uh, uh, a goofy, foolish dude. You know, like he's mm. he's also good Burn at after playing. reading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was. Do you know that Jimmy Stewart wanted this role? I did not know that, but that doesn't surprise me. He worked so, with Stewart so often throughout his career. Hitchcock worked with yeah. Stewart a ton, and so they were shooting something, and I don't know what it was. Um, but they were shooting a movie in uh, Hitchcock and Stewart, and Hitchcock, considering Stewart a friend, like was bouncing ideas off of him for for North by Northwest, and he kept, you know, like, what do you think of this? And I was thinking of doing this with this character, and and so on and so forth, because they were trying to derive the whole the whole plot of the thing, and Stewart kept thinking like, I'm the lead role, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm cap I'm the guy, and. Uh, when it came time to do it, Hitchcock wanted to use Cary Grant and Jimmy Stewart was so fucking excited to make the movie. Yeah. And uh, ended up, Hitchcock had to wait until uh, Stewart got cast in something else. And then once he was cast in something else and like signed his shit and like was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Hitchcock went to him and offered him the role knowing that he <laughs> oh, had to yeah. say Couldn't no. do it. That's smart. And Stewart was like, Fuck, you know, like I can't, man. He was like, "It's okay, I'll use Grant," and like he just fucking. That's hilarious. That's yeah. funny. That's a smart move. That's a director. That's yeah. <laughs> he directed that's, real life. That's, that's very Hitchcock, interesting. Man. 
I thought it was going to go the other way where he has like the opposite experience of Thornhill where he's just like, I am the guy. I'm the guy you want. Hitchcock's like, no, no, you're not the guy we want. He's like, I, I am the guy. I am the guy. It's me. I am Kaplan. Hire me to be Kaplan. <laughs> Please. No, no, he's That's a really good Hitchcock. Yeah, you like that? I don't it's, know uh, what the fuck he sounds like, but I, I like that's the way based entirely it. on what he looks like. I don't think I've ever <laughs> heard him speak outside of that documentary. <laughs> well, he's got the jowls, and I know that he's from England, and he's probably drunk, and he's a little bit, you know, he's frothy about things because <laughs> he's like a perfectionist, <laughs> and he disrespects women. <laughs> Well, we kept remarking as we were watching, like, I mean, this is like one of my favorite things about Hitchcock movies in general, but it's just like the craft of them, you know? And, mm-hmm. the, and the thing that is, I think, great about this movie is like just the way it's, oh, it almost feels like mixed media, the way it's like sometimes you're looking at miniatures, sometimes you're looking at painted backgrounds, sometimes you're looking at, you know, and it's like a constant combination of those things. Oh, yeah. To the point where sometimes you can't tell if Cary Grant is superimposed on the background that you're looking at or not. You know what I mean? Like, mm. all of a sudden, he'll move through it, and you'll be like, oh, wait, this is actually, they're actually on this location, you know? Yeah. Where before, it's like, oh, this is not a real train station. They're just like, you know, they've got but something then projected. when they cut wide, they had, like, a small portion of the train set that they're right. walking by. It's, like, such an assembly yes. of so many takes. And that's so bravado when you're working with film. Yeah. Uh, it just well, seems not like. Only is it bravado when you're working with film? I mean, I, shit, they'd only been talking in movies for 30 years at that point. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's. It, it, it always baffles me because, like, it's nice to see, like, the Blade Runner 2049s of now, you know, the the filmmakers who are doing shit where it's like, whoa, like, mm. I didn't know that could still. Like, that was even a thing. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, relating it to doing North by Northwest in 59. Where it's like, how the fuck did they do that? Because like right now, if you gave me, if you gave me fucking ten million dollars and a good enough crew, and I was like, hey, we have to remake, like shot for shot, look exactly, we have to remake North by Northwest. I don't think I could fucking do it. Mm-mm. Right. Like that's a skill, man. To not only like you were saying, not only the difficulty of shooting on film, and cutting on film, but having to like do shit like the when they were in the forest. Mm. There was a hundred trees planted on a soundstage. I was going to say, it's it's pretty, to me, it's like, that's one of those things. And it, this happens throughout the movie or whatever. It's like, I can tell that's a soundstage with a bunch of trees on it or whatever. But that is like so much the magic of this movie and movies like it to me is like, to me, this is why I like special effects. It's mm. not, it's, it's actually not when they trick me so much that I don't notice them at all. It's like that, that weird space between like, I know I'm supposed to be tricked, but I'm ca- I can see the trick. And- it's literally like watching a magician. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If it, it, you know what? I, I can relate it to this. Ever see those "Now You See Me" movies? Yeah, They're stupid yeah. as shit. Yeah, I but hate the, those movies. The, <laughs> the magic tricks that these stage magicians yes. do are all ostensibly supposed to be, you know, uh, prestidigitation Tr- tricks. But the way that they do it in the movie, they don't teach Jesse Eisenberg how to perform a magic right. trick. They just use CGI. digital trickery. Yeah. So it just feels like nothing. And that I'm trying to use this as an allegory for it's like if you can build this scene that makes it look like you are at a train station uh, or you are on Route Route Mushmore. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) If you are on Labraham Ankin's nose (laughs) on on Route Mushmore uh, (laughs) with with Gary Crant. Uh No, but but uh, or, you know, that that's going to be so much more. that's going to be satisfying the way a magic trick is 
uh, yes. rather than a green screen yes. that's just an empty room where they yeah. build it around them. Dude. It's like there's no magic being done here. You're actually just pressing, you know, um, the, the work is much more labor intensive than this. But in terms of the effect of, you know, concept to my eyes, there's no there's no layers of Rube Goldbergian effects happening. Right. It's just you you turned the scene on and it's there. When they're crawling around on Mount Rushmore, it's like I, I, I have a legitimate feeling of like I don't know how they did this. Like, I yeah. a little bit know how they did You know, it's like my brain can yeah. kind of, like, see some of the seams. And I know up, David like, Copperfield has a body double, right. but if I had a body double, I still could not do right. this trick. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. there's some trickery that I don't... That's the fun of it, is that I'm being fooled. Yeah, yeah. It's... it's I I, I kind of... I don't know. I think that's one of the things about practical effects that that, uh, that I, I like, is, like... I want to be tri- I want to be fooled by this, and I've been so I like to be able to see the trick to know that I'm being fooled. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's well, like well, it's also something to just appreciate. Yes, you know exactly. I mean? like yeah, the, 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 the artistry of that is like insane. The skill of the people yeah. who had to put those kinds of sets together yes, yeah. and and to you know to build a movie that big, mm-hmm. and the fact that it was cheaper to put a hundred trees in a soundstage <laughs> right. yeah. than it was to just go to a fucking forest. Yeah, like it's it's just baffling. You know, yeah. it's um, and and it's also. It just gives things a look that we don't get anymore that I feel like it's when you talk to anyone and I hate to because I'm getting old. I hate to talk to like younger people and then be like, oh, those movies look old. They're boring. And it's like, no, they're they're really good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like you don't understand that fucking cell phones didn't exist. Well, you forever. have a different concept of you what a different good concept looks of what like. Good, yeah. Because like they watched mm-hmm. the new Avengers movie and they're like. Fuck. Yeah, that's yeah. real. Like, and it's like, yeah, but like we got to see the progression from, you know, the the dog shit versions that they were doing, or like yeah. the not. And I don't mean to call it dog shit because I love it, but the first Spider Man movie oh, yeah. where he didn't swing through the city at all, except for the last ten seconds of the movie, mm-hmm. because they didn't have those kinds of special yeah, effects yeah. back then. To now, when there's like literally every superhero you could ever possibly imagine fighting every alien mm-hmm. that's ever existed in the universe. Yeah, like yeah. there's, we got to see that in our lifetime, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I would watch. I've even watched movies, you know, that are like the Star Wars or the Back to the Futures, the Indiana Jones, and they're cool because they're like, I don't know if trendy is the right word, but they're they're popular. It's cool yeah, yeah. to think those movies are cool. Yeah. But to genuinely appreciate, like, oh, shit, like, they had to, like, there was people who had to build these weird rock structures. And people had to build that, like, how the fuck did they do that drunk driving scene? Right. Where he, like, it just, you have to have an editor that's so good. Yeah. Cutting film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literal scissor and tape. They are fucking, like, they know exactly when that wheel has to come off the clip, off the cliff, and when it times to him looking over. Right, exactly, yeah. Back and forth. Like, they have to be so good at their job and be so patient because you can't just click, drag, edit, They have to see that in slow, slow motion. Over and over over and over over in a dark room by yourself. And that's that's math if you're dealing with just frames. Yeah, It's just a... It's it's such a brilliant piece of craftsmanship mm-hmm. that I feel like people don't appreciate anymore because like yes and it's like you said before computers are hard and making things yeah. in front of green screen sure. look good is hard. Mm-hmm. The difference for me is always I prefer when it's we built this thing and then filmed it yeah. as opposed to we filmed this and then we like sort of built the image and mm-hmm. then put the image mm-hmm. there. And it's like, because you did build it. I, I, I couldn't do that either. You sure. can give me all the things right. because yeah. I, I can't do that yeah. at all. 
But yeah, it's like it, we always make the analogy of flip the truck. Yep. You know, like, yeah, you can flip a digital truck and it could look like a real truck flipping, or you could flip a truck and point a camera at it. Yeah. yeah. I'm always going to want them to yeah. flip the truck. Yeah. Absolutely. It looks cool as hell. It looks cool as hell. It looks cool as hell. It's just cool. Yeah. Dude, I mean, the, the, you know, the famous sequence from North by Northwest is the crop duster. Yeah. Is is mm. is them sending a plane to I guess murder him via propeller? Yeah. I mean I guess they shoot at him a little they bit. They shoot from at up him there, a little, right? yeah. little bit. But like that scene is is almost expressly there so that he can do the trick of like trying to make you feel like that plane is about to clip Cary Grant. And you, you can know? see the seams that are, you know, just the limitations yep. of the technology, but does not matter. Nope. That is an exciting scene. It's so good. And those those effects like they really they like they're that close to holding up you know what i mean it's like like we're talking about we can see the seams or whatever but it's like but we, we just see different seams right now. exactly yeah. yeah it's like it's pretty remarkable how that whole sequence like looks and plays i mean out. yeah mm. seams or no seams it's yeah. still just beautifully shot and the like is there's seams in avengers endgame that we yeah. see there are certain things that we just know aren't real and you just yeah. Take your brain yeah, off. To especially it. Don't worry disbelief about it. is like so easy with this movie because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so well made. And the, exactly. I think the score really says something too because oh, it's so good. I Bernie mean, Herms. Yeah, more uh, than uh, more than Bernard Herman for people listening. In uh, in a lot of movies, like when there's an action sequence, like you know, there's that swell and like the music really like thrills up and it's just, just over and over and over and you get like a lot of things in your, and so it's just a lot of but the majority of which i don't is there music behind that behind behind the propel, the the biplane the plane scene? sequence i don't know i don't think there I is i can't remember and uh, he did do that quite a bit cuz he used to pull the music a few like a long time prior to the actual birds showing up in the birds, mm-hmm. there's I, there might not even be music in the birds at all. I forget. But the one thing that about the birds that always sticks out is that there is no music to to cue any bird attack yeah, or anything. They just there's are no swelling. there. They just rolling through the chimney, and it's and that's oh what shit. makes it. Well, that's what makes it so thrilling, and that's exactly what ties into what I was talking about. Is like you have, he's so good at building suspense. Like it's no wonder they call him the master of suspense because he's just. He, I mean, how long? If we had like a stopwatch, if he had got had to guess, how long was Thornhill standing at that bus station, waiting for literally anything to happen? Right. Which we didn't know it was. I think we happen. probably got a solid three, four minutes before. Yeah. Uh, of, of a bus comes and goes, and then another car comes and goes, mm-hmm. and then another car comes, and a guy's there. And he clocks the plane going by at one point, mm-hmm. and, yeah, but it takes it, it much longer to eventually, yep. you know, make. And its what's move. fun is. Uh, I know because, and I even said it, and it wasn't until after I said it that it kind of occurred to me. I was like, "Man, these cars are so loud." But if you notice, the car, and then the car, other car, like a plane, and then the plane, and it just keeps getting louder and louder. And it's like, "Oh shit!" Like that's that's a that's real not threat. a car. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a car, and it's just so fun. You know, even like that little hint of the one guy with the giant hat who is waiting for the bus, and it's right on time, and all that shit. And he goes, that's weird. Crop dusters cropping where there's no crops. Or crop dusters dusting where there's no crops. And it's just that moment of like, ah, oh, that's fucking, this yeah, is going to yeah. be so, like, yeah. here it comes. Here Something it comes. strange is afoot. And yeah. you just wait and you wait and you wait and you wait. But then like the, and I, and I bring it back to like the editing sequence, the way it's cut and just the different shots that they could use to make something that like nowadays, I feel like if that were to happen in a movie now and it had never happened before and it was a plane chasing a person down 
and shot like what maybe a total of 10 shots at him the whole time right. people would be like it's fucking boring <laughs> yeah but it's perfect like yeah, it's so literally good. made perfectly you yeah. can't do it better than that yeah it's just i mean it's but this is definitely a movie that defies a remake. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is because we yeah. always update classics. This is one that's like you actually. There's nothing you can do. No, yeah. and, and you know, realistically, it's, it's like, like remaking the Godfather. Yeah, you well, and it's it. like the Coen brothers have been doing the smart version of that, where it's like they're not remaking this movie, but they just like this movie is clearly like in their bone. You know, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. Big Lebowski is this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, just acknowledging uh, that they're after reading is this movie. Is this movie. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, Blood Simple is this movie. Yeah, so it's like that's the better way to do that, I think. Which is like we know we can't remake that movie, but like I love. That idea, that like mistaken identity, foolish person in the midst of that, like we can write that movie. You That's know? one thing that was really cool watching this movie is just watching it and seeing it as a parade of other things I didn't realize were influenced by it. Yes, yeah. Uh, everything that happened in the movie, I was like, shit, I, that is just another thing from another movie that I never knew was this. Even literally the score that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, uh, and I wanted to say this, it, the score, I don't, I don't know how much it persists throughout the movie but i think of it as themes yes there are certain like themes that happen throughout the movie but yeah and i every single one of them i've seen in something else and now i just can't wait to come across those again so i can remember i had the same shit you know i think it's definitely been used like it's been referenced all over the place oh yeah 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 and it's funny that you mentioned themes because i was gonna i was gonna say something about that that i I, I it's funny because it's like anything else that's really really good every time you watch it you kind of pick up on something new yeah yeah mm-hmm. and like the three act story structure is really cool in this it's so distinct in this too it's very specific yeah. and you know it's funny that I I and maybe I'm dumb for not picking up on it until now but I loved the fact that like you look at any three act story structure and it's you know it's there's a rising action and a climax and falling action but like what's neat about this is when you look at the character specifically because it's all about this guy. It's all about just this hapless fucking guy. And the first act is all about how he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. The second act is all about how he's trying to get out of what's going on. And the third act is all about how he's embracing what's going on and he's going to solve this fucking problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so neat to watch instead of it just being like, here's a story about people and then bad shit happens and then they get out of the bad shit and then things are solved. Right. It's more about like, here's a guy... Here's just a guy. It's kind of just the way you did that hand motion of an arc. This doesn't have that. It just ramps up. It just up. keeps going up yeah. and up and up and up yeah. because it's like, you know, and it's like you said earlier, you love watching movies about people who just keep fucking up and don't mean to. Mm. This is like the comedic version of that because we've made it so dramatic and we've made it so upsetting. But like, it's so fun to watch somebody fuck up to the point where they're like, I'm going to keep fucking up and yeah, I'm going to yeah, yeah. fuck up so good that I'm going to get out of this. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. fuck up out. Well, and that <laughs> I'm going to fuck out. Fuck out of this. So you just referenced <laughs> something that I think is like so great about this movie. So for one thing, Dan, you you uh, often talk about and joke about your worst nightmare is being in a situation yes. where you are mistaken for having done something wrong. I have a recurring dream where and the the specifics are always different, but yeah. it's always innocuous things that I never could have expected to lead to doom lead to doom and it's usually a life sentence in prison right. is the dream. and, and there's so no way just, to explain your way out of no it there's no way out there's of it no, and no matter what yeah. I do it's just they pass the buck they can't hear me they don't understand it yep. and it is the fucking worst yep. it's a Ben Stiller movie but in it's like nightmare form yes. 
And I feel like this movie is very much doing your nightmare. Yeah, I mean, the, I would say for the first act. Yes, because the when first it shifts act into that. the second one, yeah. where, like where he's trying to get out. Yeah, uh, his haplessness becomes less like. Uh, he gets a little more classically romantic lead type character. Well, it becomes less not his fault. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he he stumbles into it for the first act, yeah. and he accidentally keeps doing, and then curiosity starts killing the yeah. Yeah, I'm so I Kaplan. don't feel as like what's yeah. up. He's like, yeah, I'm Kaplan. Yeah, yeah. he's like, okay, Fuck let's you. see what happens. Then I don't feel that much. Uh, You're right. I feel the tension because I'm rooting for him. Yes. But I don't feel the same stress of that dream because yeah. it's now his, you know, yeah. you're doing something to cause this. And then by the, th- you know, the third act is sort of a different movie that, you know, that tension's not That's really true. what we're looking at. But that is what I love so much uh, about that first act specifically, I guess, is that it's like, it, it's this... It's this guy that seems so inconvenienced by this plot that he's found himself in and just wants out because he just doesn't want to be bothered by like all this stuff that's happening. But he just keep for he can't like he can't leave well enough alone. And it's like it's his fault every time it gets worse. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Every, like every time it gets worse, it's because he's decided like, oh, you know what? I could get a little more information if I say I'm Kaplan right yeah, now. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say I'm Kaplan right now because that'll get me a little more information that then I can use to explain my way out of this. Yeah. But that's never how nope. that goes. It only the person's it like, yeah, that's Kaplan. That's yeah. how he introduced yeah. himself to me. It's like, I, I love that idea. I think that's like so amusing that he's just like such a pompous prick that he gets himself like further embroiled into this thing. Oh, yeah. Do you know he what can I mean? solve it. Yeah, yeah. He knows he can solve it. Yeah. Like, pay the $2. Dollars. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, what was that? So first off, as we were saying, that's a great way to kill somebody. I don't know why they don't do it all the <laughs> oh, time. Oh, the drunk driving accident. Uh, but yeah. you're right, cars are safer now. But... uh I lost my train of thought. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, two dollars. Oh yeah. So the the fine for almost dying, they said was two dollars yeah, for they, for drunk driving to the point were, where you yeah, almost I mean, die they, they, and in yeah. a stolen car. Two dollars. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's a turn of phrase for 1959 that we're just not privy to. But Maybe. if it's not and it costs two dollars to get fucked up and steal a steal car, a car, yeah. like, almost kill bro, some people. Here's yeah. here's a ten. Yeah. What do you got? Like, Let's, I will. What do you guys want to do tonight? I know, yeah. <laughs> get fucked up and steal a car and just be like really dangerous <laughs> people. Start some I've, shit. I've got enough. I got mo- a dollar. I can throw that at. This. I've got enough money that we can steal at least five cars tonight. <laughs> let's do it. I got a ten spot. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's That's get insane. real. That's insane. We got. Let's grab that bourbon. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's start some shit. Yeah. Can we talk um, about uh, uh, what's her name? Eva Marie Saint. Oh yes. yes. Oh, because yeah. she day. is just. First off, she's great in this. Jiminy Second Crickets. off, I think it's very funny that like all of the things that he sticks his nose into, uh, she is the one that he's like, I guess most cautious about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and correctly so, as yeah. it turns out. But I'll tell you what, I would not have been able to resist because <laughs> she was the perfect. First off, she's just stunning. Yes. I, I'm crushing so hard on her. Yes. But she is the perfect uh, bait to draw someone. Oh in. yeah. Um, she was giving the little finger wispies on his neck and mm-hmm. talking all, all you know, uh, what do they call it? Just, you know, careless whispers. Well, it was, phew, man. There's that great moment where, like, he's already been through the ringer with her and, like, pretty much should at this point know not to trust her. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then walks into her hotel room and she immediately crumbles into his arms and he, like, yeah. immediately melts again, you know? It's like... Oh, baby. Yeah. She's so still alive. Oh, yeah? Is she really? She's How 95. 95. 95 years old. And kind of beautiful for, well, this was taken 30 years ago. That's so still 65. 65. But she looked gorgeous when she was 65. Uh, on the waterfront, Ilya Kazan. Oh, yeah. Eva Marie Saint. 
I've never seen that either. Really? Yeah. Yo, but I, have water a, I have a huge rocks, uh, Brando hole, which Me is too. a very funny thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was uh, that's actually her first movie. Nice. Um, on the waterfront is absolutely wonderful. She was Martha Kent in Superman Returns. Whoa. Whoa. Oh shit. Oh really? Yeah. How the Brian Singer movie. Yes. Oh, uh, hey, Ryan Silverstein. She was Louise Fredrickson in Grand Prix in 1963. Oh. What? This is just, uh, I only came oh, she was so on I could do shout outs to Ryan Silverstein. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hey, nothing wrong with that. No, Friend of the Ryan. show. Yeah. Isn't he delightful? The best. Uh, oh. She was on The Love Boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was wonderful in this. She's great. Yeah, she's really fun. And like, you know, she doesn't even come in until the second act, mm-hmm. which is like very interesting because I like, as the first act was going on, I kind of forgot that there was this whole other character. And then yeah. as soon as she was introduced, you were like, is she in this movie more? And I was like, oh yeah, it was like immediate. My brain was yeah, like, oh yeah. yeah, there's, she's like the other, the whole significant part yeah. of this movie is she's, like, what the, she is the movie. She's the, the plot that he's been embroiled into. You know, it's like, what, and like, I guess she kind of answers the question that I have about the plane. Because the pilot of the plane just blows his shit up. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess it's assumed that the pilot of the plane, you know, was willing to die for this. Sure, yeah. But, and I was going to say, like, oh, that seems illogical. But then when I, now that I think about her character, mm-hmm. no, that pilot had something hanging over his or sure, her head. Right. Could, could, yeah. And mm-hmm. much the same way as her, that no matter what she's doing, you know, we know whether to trust her or not trust her, whether she's good or bad, irrelevant. All we know is that she has. She's got red in her ledger that she's working out. And, and she knows, too, right? Like, she knows she's going to end up on that plane. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like no matter through the whole plot of it, no matter how much she likes him or may be honest or not honest about, we don't even know necessarily, mm. she's going to be on that plane at the yeah, end of yeah. all of that, you know? And, and I, I think that that's like, it's very, she plays that very well. Like, the, it, it's very interesting to watch her kind of like, uh, seeing it like seeing it again like that's an interesting thing to watch is her like waffle around between like what yeah. she might really be feeling or not and then this you know the sort of commitment that she knows she has regardless of how she feels about things mm. it's it, she's great yeah I just i also in all of this i appreciate uh how love was formed apparently every year before like 1980 I don't know. Because like you look at Shakespeare and it's like people fall in love like the first time you meet. And this mm-hmm. one it's just like he like he slips the cops, she helps him slip the cops, and then like within minutes, she's like, You're gonna spend the night in my room. Yeah. And we're gonna bang it out. Yeah. And he's like, Darling, I love you. Yeah. And like and it's a rap. Yeah. And it's just like that doesn't exist. Ever yeah. anymore. Like, mm-hmm. how often is it that somebody fucking sees somebody and it's like, hey, baby, you, me, tonight, now, forever, married, great, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Where's your mother? You know? Although, like, and where did his mother go? But yeah, I know she disappears but, like, from the she, story. Since she has the mission that she's trying to do, though. I was going to say, she's, she's manipulating coming on to him. him to manipulate him because right, she like, has to keep him out of view. It's, it's beneficial for her to keep him out of view of those yeah, cops of course, as well. No arguments there, but picture you single obviously on a train and you happened to get into some shit that you're trying to slip away from yeah nothing as insane as roger thornhill but you're trying to slip away from some shit and all of a sudden some gorgeous like literally one of the most beautiful blondes you've ever seen in your whole life comes up to you helps you slip the cops and then like within minutes is like 
I have space in my bed tonight. I'd be like, no, you don't. I'm feeling it. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Really? I wouldn't think twice. You're more brave than me. Well, you know, the, I'd be like, I always think twice now up. after Munich. Because the the assassin in Munich. I was yeah. gonna say this makes you know better than Thornhill. That's the thing is he yeah, falls man. immediately. You are Thornhill. I never said I was better than no, Thornhill. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean that to be so accusatory. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it's that's the thing is like, he, I, I I joke. I would be cautious because I'm like this, she's yeah, obviously yeah. into something, but I wouldn't say no. Right, right. Yeah. I would just take a few minutes. I'd be like, listen, lady. Yeah, I would. I would have a condom. Jesus, yeah. come on. Right. <laughs> you have that conversation that John Travolta has in the bathroom in Pulp Fiction, where he's yeah. like, "You're gonna go home. You're gonna jerk off. And you're, that's gonna be it." That's it. Yeah. That's it. But I wouldn't be having that conversation. Like, you're gonna see if she has some coke. Uh-huh. Do it off for tits, and then we're gonna have, to have a fucking party on the train. That's and then we're coke. gonna wake up in Chicago. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Man, I want to ride an old timey train. Oh yeah, Yo, they're oh, so I fun. Wanna, yeah. I, uh, I do we I'm... know? Did they ever actually exist, or is this like exclusive to movies that there were these no, trains? They definitely with no, these, they like, yeah. one hundred percent exist. Yeah. I've been on them. Okay. I've been on one. Um, I think I might go to Kentucky on one. Oh, I think I've only ever read like you know? Amtrak were you born trains. Born in Kentucky. Born in Kentucky. Where yeah. in Kentucky? Covington. Where's Covington? Covington is where all those kids got filmed in the MAGA hats, and it caused a whole news uproar. Oh <laughs> yeah, that place. I meant geographically, but geographically, okay. it's pretty much Ohio. It's like very much. Oh, northeast. so you're like the like the northeast yeah, yeah, yeah. part of aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, aha. Uh-huh. Pretty much Cincinnati. Oh, it's like okay. right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, Boone County. Why, y'all? Why the fuck did that happen to you? Whose My mom's from Kentucky. My dad's from Jersey. And, and your dad uh, moved to Kentucky. No, I don't I actually don't really know the full story because like my sister was born in Jersey. And so, so I you just know I, the full story of your birth. No, I, I know it was it was <laughs> contingent upon jobs as to where they ah, were and when. Mm, ah. So I don't know the ins and outs of that, but it was just there was work in Kentucky, so that's where I was born. Yeah. And then work in Jersey, then boom, and Jersey is. Is where your we sister started. younger than you? No, she's two years older. Interesting. Yeah. Is that your only sibling? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have a sister. How old's your sister? She is 20... Wait, she's 30... Mm. 30? She's 30. So she's like... Wait, because you're 20. She's 31. She's 30. She's 30. Because you're 28. I'm 32. You're 32? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. I think I'm 32. Am I 32? I'm 32. Yeah. Wait, how old are you, Ian? Uh, I just turned 34. 34th, right on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. I'm 35. It's all right. I look older than you. Do you? You look like a spring chicken. Dude, I feel good. You look good. <laughs> fucking feel great. You look good. Yeah, I feel good. I uh, good. I'm I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired too. Oh, me too. You know who wasn't tired? Roger mm-hmm. Thornhill. True. Oh Wait, yeah. I got man, so one thing I definitely no want to talk about, and I, you probably actually might have more information about this than me. But so I think this is so funny. This is a story my friend told me about this movie, which is that I, I guess for a long time when Hitchcock, for I, I think this was like for years he would do this when you know he'd like make a movie. And then they'd interview him, and instead of asking him about the movie that he had just made, they'd ask him, oh, well, what's your next movie? And that, like, frustrated him. So he w- had this answer that he would just give all the time when he was, like, frustrated by that question. They'd go, oh, what's your next movie? And he would say, oh, it's about a man that lives inside of Thomas Jefferson's nose. Uh, that was, like, his joke response. And so eventually he decided to make the movie of his joke response. Yeah, and yeah. that was the nugget of the idea that started North by Northwest was a man that lives inside 
it, you know, the incredible. president's nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say one of the bits that they cut from it was yeah. uh, one of them. It was, was it Je- or I thought it was Lincoln, but maybe Jefferson. I have one no of, idea. Yeah, one yeah, of them, yeah. yeah. He was, one of the bits was uh, that Thornhill was going to be in his nose and sneeze. <laughs> and it was going to give away his position. And, oh, uh, that's hilarious! And they oh. tried and tried and tried to write it in, but they just couldn't find a spot. So yeah. they were like, because it was that's too so thrilling good. of a moment. So they were like, ah, fuck yeah. It. Yeah, um, it might have been a man who lives in Abraham Lincoln's house, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. They did an episode of Family Guy where they riffed on. This is the one thing I can remember referencing uh, North by Northwest. Yeah. Uh, they did a North by Northwest reference where Mel Gibson was crazy and he was hoarding his copy of Passion of the Christ 2 inside <laughs> Jefferson's nose. But there's a part where Peter hangs out of the nose and he's just like, yeah, I'm a booger, like something like that. <laughs> so yeah, that's wild. Yeah. By Northwest, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Northwest. I'd, and I mean, I, I said it to you guys. It's like a whisper I, down the lane of ideas. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know that I've heard this reference to as the first uh, Bond movie because, yeah. you know, the lead guy is supposed to be, you know, handsome established like very calm under pressure dude mm. uh in a cool suit the whole fast talking kind of witty yeah fast talking witty drinks a lot has sex with women is totally cool about it is pleasant with everybody he meets even the super villain yeah mm. and then uh and like and there's all these just cool settings that was the you know the fact right that, it's like because this... think of every setting that we saw in this yeah. other than like him getting started, you're we're in bars, we're in mansions, we're yeah. in the forest, we're on R- Mount Rushmore, we're in the middle of the field where he's yeah. being chased by something. Uh, you you know you're in all these different. Every scene ho- has a very distinctive tons of hotel location. rooms. Yeah. yeah, like you know car chases. You're just in all these cool places and seeing all this cool shit, and it's just it's interesting because. You know, when you look, when I look at a movie like this, it's kind of my favorite thing because I, I really get off on movies that a have a cool script that keep me interested. You know, like something that keeps me like, what the fuck is going to happen next? Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, it, I love a movie with good fashion. I just, uh-huh. I you're do. gonna love Knives Out, man. Fuck oh yeah. yeah, fuck, I'm gonna fucking love Knives yeah. Out. Yeah. But, like, I love a movie that keeps me guessing, has just beautiful fashion and cool settings, and it's just cool. I think that's why I'm such a Tarantino fan, because, like, even though, like, he's he's trying his hardest to be as cool as he can be, it's... He's good at it. It's really cool. Yeah, it's cool like, shit. Like, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And everything that, like, I... Because I, I picture, like, the coolest dude that I knew in high school that I could never aspire to be, the guy that was, like, dating the cutest girls and, like, that, like the guy in high school. Mm-hmm. And he was just... I don't know how he did it or how he ever put it together, but he was the fucking coolest. He was so cool. Mm-hmm. And this movie is so cool. Yeah. Like, every setting, yeah. every scene, every moment, and, like, literally, think about, like, if I was, if I knew that some shit was going down and it went south for me really fast, and I was, well, let's go to the, literally, the first fucking, the first part of the movie if somebody kidnapped me, got me blackout drunk, and I was in front of a judge because I was about to get hit with a DUI, yeah, because and I was like, I swear to God, like somebody fucking kidnapped me and made me this drunk, and then they took me to the place, and the people were like, Ian, you were here, like, yeah. Why did you take a? You stole a car. Yeah, I told yeah. you to fucking go to bed. Yeah, I would piss in my pants <laughs> so fast. Yeah, and yeah. I'd be like. Hey, <laughs> and I would fucking just panic forever yeah. 
and he's just he's like now wait a second he's like hold on a minute i'll tell you something and like or like he's in the fucking one of my favorite scenes is the auction scene where they're yeah. bidding on shit and oh, he's like yeah, and he's talking shit he's like 2500 he's like 12 dollars that's a piece of garbage yeah. and it's like i would be i would be sweating fucking bullets yeah. it's just so cool <laughs> i just aspire to be cool we should yeah. talk about uh-huh. that scene real quick. I love that scene because the people sitting with him as he's as he's yeah. trolling the auction, much to the dismay of uh, Martin Landau, who we haven't even mentioned oh, yet, he's so who's good like nine this. years old in this movie. He's so good, and uh, it's just he's just there to be blue eyed and creepy. Yep, um, and he's great at yeah, it. and he's great at it. Oh, yeah. he's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so the crowd reacts when when he's a uh, so when he the disrupts he... the flow of things yeah. by bidding under the rate that it's already at. Or like you know, I'll give you I'll give you three dollars. Things that people are like, bro, oh, bully, bully. But then when he just like starts talking shit, where he's just like, man, it looks like it's made out of a banana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, oh, got him, got him. I don't oh, know what yeah. it, what he says, but when he riffs, the dude fucking hits him and he hits him back and he's like, yeah, yeah, like fight me. Oh yeah, yeah. it's so good. Get me out of here. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. I just he's love a, that the crowd turns on him and then turns back on him again. That's what I mean. The yeah. crowd reacts like when he when yeah. he's roasting, they yeah. love it. He's when like, I'm he's at disrupting the auction so, process. Yeah. They do not they love it. it. Yeah. They oh, absolutely it. hate it. It's beautiful. Uh, when you're saying about this being a spy movie, I love that. And it, it was an interesting choice at first that I wrote that I wasn't quite sure about, but when I realized the full purpose of the movie, uh, I, I am definitely into was just kind of revealing the why of it during oh, the yes. first to second mm-hmm. act transition. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to be holding on to the very end and then they drop the bomb. Like, here's what's actually right. happening. No, they tell you what's actually happening mm-hmm. pretty cleanly. Mm-hmm. And the guy who explains it does it very excessively in a way that we were saying is lampooned by J.K. Simmons' character. Yes. And, uh, I almost called it Kerber Enthusiasm <laughs> in a burn, burn after, after reading, reading based yeah. on just that. Er- mm-hmm. And uh, so knowing that it's a spy thing right up front, yeah. interesting choice does ultimately work. But I love that as soon as we know that... Um, What's his name? Thornhill starts wearing sunglasses and yes. acting like a spy. Yes. And not that he knows that we know, but it's like at that same moment when he starts embracing the spy aspect it's, of it. It's like, well, I'm going to start digging. It's a similar thing to what we talked about in um, uh, The Big Lebowski, where it's like he's not a detective, but he oh, is yeah, treated yeah. like one. And then about halfway through the movie, just sort of goes, like, all right, I'm a detective. That's and what starts I'm doing calling it a case and like the actually a private eye man yeah, or when yeah, the other yeah. private eye finds him yeah. but then he becomes a private right, eye exactly, yeah. yeah yeah uh yeah which is very interesting it's like uh you know uh some sort of weird perversion of like the hero's journey right where they have to like accept the call the call is to like a thing that fucking sucks and they shouldn't be wrapped up in and they're st- stupid anyway but like they they do learn to, you know part of their growth is like all right man you're you're in it the dude abides like let's go yeah, you yeah know? go with it yeah uh, Robert Burks was the cinematographer oh awesome yeah and so he Glad just he did a ton of Hitchcock Vertigo Who, okay. To Catch a Thief Rear Window uh, I, I Strangers on a Tree just yeah. everything if it's the same his last movie's called Waterhole Number Three uh, Waterhole Waterhole Number Three that's I believe that's what it said it was called. Yeah, waterhole number three. Jesus, we're having another well, there you one too. And so the editor was, oh George Tomasini. Hmm. Uh, let's see, North by Northwest, The Time Machine, Vertigo, Marnie. Um, yeah, In Harm's Way, Seven Faces of Doctor Lau. Hmm. Didn't we watch that at Pizza Movie Club? It sounds right. Wow, was that that movie? It yes, it was. Been. I yeah, just clicked wow. it, and there he is, Snake Boy. Um, <laughs> Who's been sleeping in my bed? The bird. Oh, Cape Fear. He did Cape Fear. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. 
Psycho. Oh, he did Psycho. So mm-hmm. he did, mm-hmm. what is it, 38, 55, 40, right. yep. 200, yep. 300, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Got that. Yep, cool. George Tomasini died at 55. Not old. <laughs> 55. Just, it's too oh, died to at 55. Yes. I thought you said in 55. No, I was died like, in 64. Impossible. At 55. Man, yeah. bummer. Bummer. Guess a parting closing thoughts on North by Northwest. I loved it. I can't yeah, wait to watch right it now. again. I uh, it's amazing how many movies retroactively now I'm going to realize <laughs> are influenced by it, and yeah. and rightfully so. I think this might be the my favorite Hitchcock movie I've seen. It it just works. It really and it, uh, Ian, you said when we were watching it that like the the at one point the writer said something to the effect of like I wanted to make the most Hitchcock movie that Hitchcock had ever made, and it's like it does very much feel like that. Yes, it's. it's it's the machinations that are always at work in a Hitchcock movie, like oh, yeah. turned up to like a hundred. It's you like know? the the Beatles, A Day in the Life, yeah. where it's just everything they do all in one. But I think this is better than it is. He, he literally says at one I point, like, I don't want to be your red herring, which is like, you know, a thing that Hitchcock is very yeah. famous for using oh, in all yeah, of his yeah. movies. And so, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I I think that it's nice because it comes at a point in his career where... Uh, you know, he you could tell that the writers they were working together, them and Hitchcock, or he, he and Hitchcock, uh, to kind of make something that was like, well, what, what can we do to constantly one up the last thing? And right. like, it feels because I mean, it's told in such clear chapters mm-hmm. of like, now we're here, and yep. now we're here, and now we're here, that they just you, you could tell that it feels like every time they hung out. It was like a few days since the last time they hung out. And when the last time they hung out, they were talking about them, you know, being him being fucked up in court. And then like the next time they hang out, it's like, yo, what if we put him in an auction and make yeah, him have to get yeah, an yeah, auction? Yeah. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah. And then the next time they hang out, they're drinking martinis and they're like, oh shit, what if we have a, a helicopter or like a fucking <laughs> airplane chase? Yeah. Like, fuck, let's make an airplane chase. Yeah. And they just kept doing that shit over and over until they had a two hour and 15 minute movie. And they were like, oh, this is sick. Which it doesn't feel like two hours. It doesn't feel like two hours. It doesn't. I have a question because something just occurred to me. Yeah. Why did those guys who grabbed him at the beginning grab him? Oh, because. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, I don't even remember what. I don't know if it's a character we otherwise see or know, but somebody walks through the restaurant that he's at. Calling for Kaplan. It's just the it's just the waiter guy. Yeah, he's saying Kaplan, like George Kaplan, whatever. What, what was yeah, the George Kaplan? George, Ka- Kaplan. You know, George Kaplan. George Kaplan. And so those two guys don't know that George Kaplan is not a real person. Those yeah, two guys yeah. work for the people that think George Kaplan. Yes, is real. yeah, I know that. And so they're there to try and like find, find and capture uh, George Kaplan. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. that waiter goes George Kaplan. And he turns around because he's so self-involved, he's got to get this call to his mother. He turns around for a totally separate reason. That's right. what it was. To try and call the waiter over. And so the waiter goes, George Kaplan. And he turns around and goes, oh, waiter. And so they see this guy respond. And they go, there he is, George Kaplan. And they, they go That's and they grab Okay, because I was, yeah. yeah that I, okay, thank yeah. you for clarifying that. So it's like, it's so... Also, and I believe, I don't think he was trying to call his mother. Because the whole thing messed no, up. He was because trying he was trying, his, trying to call the secretary. He was trying to call his secretary because so the yeah. secretary was going to call, call his mother. Right, yes. That's how self-involved he is. Is that yeah. he needs to check on his mother, but he's not going to do it. He's going to do it himself. Right. He's not oh, going to yeah. do it. But that's you know what the fun thing is that that scene happens fucking five minutes into the movie. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's yeah, like it really gets starts moving and go. Yeah, yeah. which is so nice. Yeah. It's so. It was nice. good. And it wraps up just as quickly. 
Yeah, I I genuinely uh, I genuinely love this movie. I think that it's 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 a ma- it's fucking masterwork from somebody who has just given us so many masterworks. Yeah. Mm. Because you look at this like pretend you didn't know shit about movies and like you just woke up to the fact that moving pictures existed uh-huh. that told stories and you watched this and then watched Psycho and I told you that the same guy fucking made him within a year. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, insane. Yeah. Like yeah. holy shit, dude. Yeah. You know, let alone the other 80 brilliant movies, you know, the ropes and the birds and everything else that he, you know, the rear window. Them. I mean, it's just a it's a masterwork. I love it. I really So good. Do. I do. I do too. I'm this glad, is a I'm lot glad of you really wanted good uh, uh coastal photography. Mm-hmm. Um that was something that was in suspicion as well. Um, a lot of those just like side of the car curving around the, yeah. you know, the, uh, the coast, yep. coast Pacific coast. Highway. Yeah. I loved all the train shots, the train shots, stuff. man, yeah. you've got to watch a cure for wellness. Oh There's yeah. One of those camera oh, leading outside of the train shot. That is like the cinematography is all the season. I really liked that movie. I like that movie so much. I champion that movie. whenever I feel I can. like, I'm sorry because, uh, we were tired and drinking and, uh, such. No need to Quite apologize. A bit we got a nice and full episode here. Yeah, we we burned a full episode yeah, and talked about mm-hmm. North by Northwest for oh, like. Yeah, man. Are we even gonna do a list? No, I c- I couldn't. I yeah. can't. I you know what? I forgot that we needed a list, so cool. I didn't even have one. That's solved because my list is like half-assed. So we're good. Fair. There it is. Right. What was awesome. the list supposed to be? Uh, well, and here was the other thing too. Yeah. I think we did this list. Oh. Uh, we were going to do uh, best chases, right, mm. right, right? And you could define that however you want. But as I was going through them, I was like, I remember talking about rock and roll in terms oh, of the chase sequence. Yeah. I remember talking about Operation Avalanche, not yep. in the episode about that yep. chase sequence. So yep. I think we may have hit upon we it. We probably did. Yeah, seems mm. about, seems right. We can burn it. Who cares? Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah, uh, we I got into uh, some other stuff. Yeah, this was shit to do. This was good. So. This was fun. Yeah. I just, uh, and I'm glad you brought this movie because, like, I fucking love this movie. And I we've not done never much Hitchcock pl- like, on the show. Press play on it, and I don't know yeah. why. And I'm so glad that I finally have it because now I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, dude, it's and so I, good. I think I have to watch Rope. I haven't seen that one. I need to see that, that is too. on every streaming service I have. Literally every yeah. single one of them. It's very good. It's very very good. I'm uh, I'm I'm really thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to share my good news with you fellas. Yeah, dude, we're I'm, very uh, excited to. Uh, I'm thrilled that you have good news like yeah. that, man. That is so exciting. Yeah, it's a lot, and it's a it's a it's a fun road. It's a it's a long road, and it's a stressful one. But I'm glad that I get to share it with you guys. And, yeah, man. And uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, my my next time I'm on here, I'll have even better news. Yeah, hopefully, I'll have a third version of your movie completed. Yeah, <laughs> I, it'll be it'll be me and uh, and the actress. I almost just yeah. said it. The yeah. actress we were talking about before. Yeah, yeah. Drag well, her over. That would be dope. Yeah, or just her, and then you guys can pretend you don't know me. No, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. If you can get the dead giveaway guy on here, though, <laughs> I would. I would be very starstruck. Dead giveaway. Oh, that guy. Dead uh, giveaway. Dude, we could probably get him. And say <laughs> the truth. Done. My neighbor's got big testicles because we see this dude every day. <laughs> so good. We ate ribs with this dude, but we didn't have a clue. It's that is the darkest thing yeah. to come out of the fact that it was like a, a rape dungeon for decades, right. and and what we did with it, and what I am supporting now with loving this is made a crazy remix video of just like. A neighbor that like went off about it on the news. It's insane. Life's a meme, bro. <laughs> it's even <laughs> honestly, and you just put that on a fucking meme. 
that is like it really is. That's that is so crazy. Uh, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Yeah. Where where can people find you on the internet and keep up with uh, this stuff? Uh, Instagram's pretty much my main shit. I'm on there, uh, Ian or whatever. Um, and that's literally Ian or whatever. Yeah, at not, Ian or whatever. He's not being dismissive of the. Um, and uh, I'm on Twitter. I think I'm. Uh, I guess Ian or Ian. I guess on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Those two names are can confirm. <laughs> I think it's actually I guess Ian. Is it I guess oh, Ian or Ian? I, I think guess. it's I guess Ian. It's one of those two. Because um, they're always like, what do you want your name to be? I'm like, I don't know. I It'll be in Ian. the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Ian or whatever. Whatever it actually is, is yeah. in, it will be in the show notes. Uh, but find me on there and um, uh, stay tuned because there's going to be some really, really fun news that I'm going to be throwing out very soon. And I'm very excited. That's cool, man. Very excited for you. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Letterboxd at Filmadelphia. That's with an F. Uh, I'm writing for Cinema76.com. I think I have something about like Blade Runner 2049 coming out this. Well, boy, it'll be in the past by the time you hear this episode, actually. So, yeah, mm. go to Cinema76 and uh, uh, read about our best uh, movies of the decade. It's been good so that. far. Yeah, it's been real this good. This is wild. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, at Dan Scully on all of the things, cinema76.com, findy.com, and then I believe I have uh, an Under the Skin piece coming up on Monday. Ooh, you guys so got tomorrow. good shit. Look yeah. At See, uh, I, mean, I under provide the skin nothing. Rules. Yeah. You guys but, write um, good yeah. stuff. Check that shit out. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, find us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, at I Like 2 Movie. It's numeric 2. Uh, email us, I like two movie at gmail.com. Uh, email, but please email us. Tell, tell us, yeah, love us, or uh, mostly just tell us about uh, something you want Shots us to watch. Out of my nose. Yeah. <laughs> tell us you love us. Yeah, tell us you love us. Uh, actually, just tell us like stuff you want us to watch and talk about. Uh, we, we, we're definitely open to uh, suggestions of things we want to hear about from us. Uh, I think we should. I had this idea the other yeah? I think we should do Twilight. I would love to do the Twilight because now movies. that we're all just fucking I'm hot Pattinson. on Pattinson I'm on the and train. Case too, yeah, uh, we owe it to Twilight for like giving giving them to us. I'm, I'm down, and I would love to watch all of those movies in a setting where it's not just me by myself watching Twilight, <laughs> and I have a reason beyond just admitting I want to see Twilight. Look. Seems like we'd probably get Ryan and Joel to join us for some of that, oh, right? Yeah, I, I don't. Kind of fans. I don't even want to be on the podcast for it, but can I just watch it with you guys so <laughs> I'm not alone watching Twilight? <laughs> totally. Into I get it. it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so maybe that's a promise for uh, 2020. Twilight. Yep. Twilight 20. Twilight 20. Good move. Yeah. Twilight. 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 Right. Twilight. My name is Garrett. Turn on your heart. I like to move a movie. My name is Dan School. I like to move a movie. My name is Ian Kimball. I like to move a movie. And we all know that you like to move a movie because we like to move a movie.